WVNG Ed Talks, a simple discussion about sometimes complex military education benefits. I'm Dr. Sherry Schaefer, Education Services Officer for the West Virginia National Guard. Today's show is about MDSSP and STRAP. And if you're like me, you may not be sure exactly what that is. So to help us better understand this education option, joining us today is Sergeant First Class Ramona Grant. Welcome back to Ed Talks. Thank you so much, Dr. Schaefer. It's so good to be back. Well, what our listeners may not know is that you are our Education Services NCOIC here in West Virginia, and you serve as our Federal Tuition Assistance Manager and Credentialing Assistance Manager, but you have also worked with incentives. And so this makes a perfect fit for you to have this conversation. So, yes, I have worked with incentives. More specifically, this is going back to my officer strength management days. So based off of the medical and dental students stipend program, which is MDSSP for short, and then the specialized training assistance program, which is known as STRAP, also for short, are the two incentives that if you are a dental or medical student or even a nurse practitioner can use MDSSP. If you're a dentist or a physician, you can continue using STRAP during your residency, which is your specialized training time period. Now, just clarify for me, is this a benefit or is it an incentive? I would put it in the category of both. It is an incentive, and you're going to incur a service obligation as such as it being an incentive. Now, with it being an incentive, basically you're going to get paid $2,270 per month. Now, if you only used MDSSP, for every six months that you use that program, you're going to incur a one-year obligation. Now, if you also use MDSSP with STRAP, that MDSSP obligation gets reduced. So as long as you're doing both concurrently, it's going to be a one-for-one. One. Gotcha. So so back up again. Um, is, is this, well, how would one qualify? I think that's what I really want to ask you. So You said you have to be uh, in the medical field, so to speak? You have to be a student. A student. So you have to be a medical student of some type. So that goes back to OSM. You would be recruited by the officer strength manager. If you are a medical, dental, or a nurse practitioner program based off of the needs of the state that you're going to, you can be brought in, assessed as a student, and get these benefits straight away. Now, is this specific to our soldiers in the Army National Guard or our airmen in the Air National Guard? The MDSSP and STRAP is a federal program, so you would have to work through which particular ba- uh, branch that you're going into to be able to utilize these benefits. Now, the only caveat that I have to that is I know with the Army National Guard, we have a health professionals loan repayment program. So if you are using MDSSP and STRAP and you have finished your medical school portion of it and you're starting into your residency, you can also concurrently use while receiving the STRAP and having had received MDSSP, the health professional loan program. Now that's up to $250,000 and it pays out $40,000 maximum per year over a period of time. So honestly, as a medical or dental student, 
I don't know why people don't do this because you're going to usually stay in at a minimum the eight years when you assess as an officer anyway. And then past that, you know, you get to eight years, you get to, you know, 12, 16, you're in for the long haul. And it is a really, really good program. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine getting through medical or dental school without having, you know, debt? No. (laughs) No, I don't. But that's incredible. So do you have to have a medical MOS or is this? No. No. A non-prior service can get this this, uh, stipend. Okay. Either the uh, medical dental student or the strap. Either one. So basically, as long as you meet enlistment criteria, or I should say commissioning criteria into a branch of service, then you could be on your road to having a very low-cost career from, you know, the military paying for it. So I may throw you a curveball here, but what if you're already in uniform, and let's say you're trying to decide your, your education pathway, and you decide, you know, this is something that I want to do. Is this a program that you can speak to, uh, maybe a recruiter or um, your unit, maybe look at a reclass, or I guess since it's not an MOS related, you don't really have to do that, but is it something you can speak to someone about, you know, maybe looking into getting this program and going into those fields? When I was in, um, pardon me, when I was in the OSM, we actually had a shortage of that period of time for the medical branch, and that was nationwide. So NGB pushed a program, and we really targeted medical students across the United States. Um, I was lucky enough to work with somebody that, between the two of us, we assessed 13 students in one year. Wow. So they, honestly, they utilized all of these incentives for the most part. I think maybe one or two did not. Um, You're talking about people who may have had GI Bill and may not have needed the strap like some of the other or the MDSSP that some of the others did. If that's the case, then please look at all your resources. If you have Chapter 33 and that's going to pay you a large chunk, you know, federal dollar to federal dollar, which one is going to be the most beneficial to you or your family? And that's where, you know, make a chart and figure out what works for you and what works the best. That's, I think that's kind of what we tell most of our service member is, service members is to really look at each of your benefits and elect the best way to use them. Yes. Yep. So where can our folks go for more information on these programs? They can always reach out to me. Honestly, the Internet is the best help. If you are in service, um, reach out to your state officer strength manager If you are not in service, go out to the internet. Any branches will have a pathway for officers. You put your information in, and then you basically wait to get a call from somebody who is in officer strength management recruiting, and they'll reach out and touch you to uh, get everything going in the right direction to start your career. So that's who you need to contact. That sounds fantastic. Well... Thank you so much for being here. I think we've kind of summed it all up. It's a, it's a bit of a heavy topic, a lot of acronyms, but it's some really good information that most people aren't talking about, I think. Wouldn't you agree? A lot of people don't know what's out there. Or they get confused with all the acronyms, yeah. and it gets lost in the shuffle, or the paperwork does not get completed in a uh, appropriate or timely manner. So really, two things I'm hearing is to do your research, If you already have some benefits, check them out and see which one works the best for you and your family. And then if you're coming in, make sure that 
you're looking at the contract, you're looking at everything very closely, correct? Yes. Because if not, you may not get what you signed up for, correct? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, and I think we've seen that, unfortunately, that people don't really look at everything, dot their I's and cross their T's. So that, I think that's important advice. Well, thank you so much for being here today and talking with me. I know this has been a quick conversation. Um, if you have any questions about these benefits or federal tuition assistance or credentialing assistance, you can contact Sergeant First Class Grant at 304-561-6364. That's 304-561-6364. Join us next time on WVNG Ed Talks when we take a deep dive into state tuition assistance and state code. And we will introduce you to our new state tuition assistance specialist. WVNG Ed Talks. Tune in, turn it up, and join the conversation. Mm-hmm.